0: And so in chapter 31, and he heard the words of Laban's son saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and all that which was our father's, has he gotten all this glory? In other words, they were now saying, hey, that really belongs to our dad. Jacob's stolen it from us. Not so. Jacob made the deal. His dad made the deal. But now the brothers are jealous because Jacob has such a large flock. They're so strong and healthy, and there's a great jealousy. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. Genesis 31, 2. It wasn't, oh, hi there, you know, and son, and and wasn't the good old buddy anymore, but his father-in-law was really changing his attitude. And the Lord said to Jacob, return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I will be with you verse 3. And so Jacob now hears from the Lord. He sees that the attitude is changing and God speaks to his heart and tells him to go back. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field uh, with the flock. Verse 4. Now, he rather than talking about it in the tent where he might be overheard, he calls them out into the field so that he can talk to them privately. And he says to them, I see that your father's countenance that is not toward me as it was before, but the God of my father has been with me. And you know that with all my power, I have served your father. And your father has deceived me, and he's changed my wages ten times, but God would not allow him to hurt me. If he said thus, the speckled shall be your wages, then all the cattle bore speckled. And if he said this, the ring shall be your hire, then the cattle all ring streak. And thus God has taken away the cattle of your father. And given them to me. And it came to pass at that time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up my eyes and I saw in a dream. And behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ring streaked, speckled, and grizzled. Verses 5 through 10. In other words, God showed him really in a dream how and when and so forth to cause them to conceive. And the angel of the Lord spoke to me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, Here I am. And he said, Lift up now your eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring streaked, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban has done to you. And I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar, and where you vowed a vow to me. Now arise and get out from this land and return to the land of your family. Verses 11 through 13. So it is interesting that God announces to him, I am the God of Bethel. Come back to the place of your family. I am the God that met you there in Bethel. And so Rachel and Leah answered and said to him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Verse 14. In other words, our father has gone ahead and used up our dowry. He's not given us anything. We've got nothing here. We are counted to him as strangers, for he has sold us and has devoured our money. Verse 15, he spent the dowry, he sold them, he spent the dowry. We're just like a stranger to him. For all the riches which God has taken from our Father, it's really ours and our children's. Now then, whatsoever God has said to you... Go ahead and do it. Then Jacob rose up, and he set his sons and his wives upon camels, and he carried away all of his cattle and his goods which he had gotten, and the cattle of his get uh, and the cattle of his getting which he had gotten in Paddan Aram to go to the to Isaac his father in the land of Canaan. And Laban went to shear his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the teraphims, the images that were her father's. Genesis. Thirty-one, sixteen through nineteen. So it's the little idols that he used. She stole them, and Jacob stole away, unaware to Laban the Syrian, in that he told him not that he was fleeing. So he fled with all that he had, and he rose up and he passed over the river, and he set his faced face towards Mount Gilead. Verses twenty and twenty-one. Now, Mount Mount Gilead is about 300 miles away, and Mount Gilead is the mountain range that goes on the west bank of the Sea of Galilee and into that area, about 300 miles away. He fled with all he had towards Mount Gilead. But of course, traveling with that many animals and the family and everything, travel was slow. The best you could do would be about 15 or 20 miles a day, but he had a good start. Actually, his father-in-law was out shearing the sheep, and it was three days before Laban even found out that he was gone. He probably had worked his flocks down to the southern extremities anyhow, and probably put about 90 miles distance between at the start of the time before he started driving them away. And then he put three days more journey between him and Laban, and Laban couldn't just leave the shearing of the sheep immediately. Probably finished up as fast as he could before he took off to catch jacob but because he was forced in a fast march to catch jacob he caught him down around the area of mount gilead just about 300 miles distance so it was told laban on the third day that jacob had fled and so he gathered his brothers with him and he pursued after him for seven days until he overtook him at mount gilead and god came to laban the syrian in a dream by night and said to him "'Take heed that you do not speak to Jacob either good or bad.' "'Then Laban overtook Jacob, and now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount, "'and Laban with his brothers pitched in the mount of Gilead. "'And Laban said to Jacob, "'What have you done? "'You stole away unaware to me and carried away my daughters as captives taken with a sword.' Why did you flee away secretly and steal away from me and did not tell me? That I might have sent you away with parties and a song and the tabaret and the harp, and you've not allowed me to even kiss my grandchildren, my daughters. You've done foolishly in doing this. Verses 22 through 28. Now, Laban really had other ideas. He. He had really ideas of taking by force all that Jacob had. He had ideas of perhaps even killing Jacob, but God gave came to him in the night before and said, "Hey, don't even talk to him, good or bad. Well, that was a harder order and so Laban comes in and he puts on this whole hypocritical thing. You know, why did you steal off? I wanted to kiss my grandchildren. We could have had a big party, you know." In reality, he would have never let Jacob go. He would have just ripped him off and sent him away without anything. But because God has now put the squeeze on Laban and won't let him do anything, he's just, you know, acting like he's been hurt and offended at all. And he said, it is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. But the God of your father spoke to me last night saying, take heed that you don't speak to Jacob either good or good or bad and now though you would needs be gone because you long after your father's house why have you stolen my gods and jacob answered and said to laban because i was afraid for i said peradventure you you would take your force and and take your daughters by me from force verses 29 31 and jacob had a right to be afraid the guy probably would have taken the daughters and all the animals With whomsoever you find your gods, let him not live. Before our brothers, discern what is yours with me and take it with you. Verse 32, whatever I have, search through everything. Whatever I have that belongs to you, take it. Let these guys be a witness. I don't want anything of yours. And so he's accusing him of stealing his gods. But he didn't know that Rachel had ripped off these two little teraphims, these two little idols. And Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the two maidservants' tents, but he did not find them. And so he went out of Leah's tent and he entered into Rachel's tent. Now, Rachel had taken the images and put them in the camel's furniture in the saddle, and she was sitting on them. And Laban searched all the tent, but he did not find them. And she said to her father, let it not displease my Lord that I cannot rise up, for the custom of a woman is upon me. So she saying, I'm weak, I'm in my menstrual period. And so he searched, but he did not find the images. And Jacob, verses 32 and 30, through 36, at this time had his little chance, chance to spout off. He was angry, and he chided with Laban. And Jacob answered and said unto Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that you have so hotly pursued after me? Whereas you've searched all my stuff, what have you found of all your household stuff? Set it here before my brothers. Let them judge between both of us. For 20 years I've been with you. The ewes and the she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of the flock have I not eaten. In other words, he was careful there were many times when the animals were pregnant, but they would have miscarriages because they weren't taken care of properly but he had so carefully watched over them and been so diligent that there were no miscarriages of the animals while he was serving not only that it was the right of the shepherd to eat you know to kill a lamb and to eat it occasionally but he never once killed any of the animals for his own eating and so he's just telling how honestly and how diligently he was in serving the old man for 20 years that which was torn by the beast, I brought it not to you. Verse 39. Now, if a shepherd was watching over a flock and a beast would tear it, he would bring the carcass to the owner and give him the carcass. And thus he proved that he had driven off the wild beast and captured the animal, but he did not have to pay for it. Actually, the owner suffered the loss, but he said, I didn't bring any carcasses to you. I bore the loss of it. Of my hand did you require it, whether it was stolen by day or stolen by night. Verse 39. Laban, you know, charged him for everything. And thus I was, and in the day the drought consumed me and the frost by night. Verse 40. He was out there in the hot sun and he was out there in the cold nights. And for 20 years, he had really gone through all of the miseries of the outdoors and everything. And my sleep departed from my eyes. Thus I have been for 20 years in your house and I have served you for 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your cattle. And you have changed my wage 10 times and except the God of my father, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac had been with me. Surely you would have sent me away empty. But God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands, and he rebuked you last night. And Laban answered and said to Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and these cattle are my cattle, and all that you see is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters, and unto these their children, and which they have born? Now therefore come, let's make a covenant, you and I, and it will be a witness between me me. And you, verses 40 and 44. So I can't do anything. I feel it's all mine. I don't know by what right, but yet, so they took a stone and they set it for a pillar. And Jacob said to his brothers, Gather stones. And they took the stones and they made a heap of them. And Laban called it Jericho, but Jacob called it Galeed. Genesis 31 45 through 47. So he called it by the Hebrew name, where Laban called it by the Aramaic name. And it's a heap of the heap of witness. And Laban said, this heap is a witness between me and you this day. So we'll call it Gilead and Mizpah. For he said, the Lord watch over you when we are absent from one another. And if you will afflict my daughters, or if you will take other wives besides my daughters, no man is with us. Let God watch over you and witness between me and you. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, this is the pillar that I have cast between me and you. This heap is a witness, and this pillar is a witness that I will not pass over this heap to you, and you shall not pass over this heap and pillar to me. Verses 48 through 52. In other words, you don't come my way. And I don't go yours. This is it. This is the separation. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of your father, judge between us. And Jacob swore by the by the fear of his father Isaac. And then Jacob offered sacrifice upon the mount and called his brethren to eat bread, and they did eat and tarried all night in the mount. And early in the morning Laban rose up. Kissed his sons and daughters and blessed them, and Laban departed and returned to his place. Verses fifty three through fifty five. Now this Mizpah, verse forty nine, has been used sometimes as sort of a Christian greeting. That's tragic. It isn't a very pleasant thing. It sounds beautiful to read that the Lord watched between me and you while we are absent from one another, like God watch over you, you know, my, my beloved friend, while we're absent. But That isn't the idea of the context at all. The idea is, I think you're a crook. I don't know what to do about it. You're leaving me. I can't watch you anymore. May God watch over you. And if you do anything wrong, may God smite you. So next time one of your Christian friends says, Mizpah, you might not be so willing to just smile. It is not a pleasant departure, but it has one intention. The Lord watch you. I can't. So we'll start in chapter 32 next time, and well, we did pretty well this time, but moving along, let's pray. Father, you are the watcher of our souls. Your eyes see and your ears hear. Wash us in your spirit and in your word, and may our hearts yearn for the word of God. Teach us how to be more like your son, more like Jesus. And as you do, let there be less of me, and let there be more of you in my life. I pray these things in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Messiah, Jesus Savior. Amen. Mm -hmm.